Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 101st episode of the Talking With A Dad podcast. This evening, Steve has a lot of great topics for the show that I didn't even know what we were talking about until 14 minutes ago when we started talking about the topics. So it's going to be great. Yeah. 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 Best part about that was I'm not even sure my side of the recording started. <laughs> you just you left me in the lurch. But we do have a great show for you tonight here, folks. Episode 101. That's how many Dalmatians that crazy lady wanted to slaughter and make a jacket out of. Cruella, by the way. Uh, yeah. Cruella, they're, making a, yeah they're making a live action movie of that, right? Yeah, they just uh, like, it just uh, released. Emma, oh, it, it just released. Yeah, it just Emma released. Stone Emma Stone is the uh, is Cruella de Emma, Emma Stone is playing Cruella DeVille. Emma Watson. I don't know if I have that Too right. Many Emma's. Too many Emmas. But I'm already out. I was actually I was actually watching a review for that today. And you know, mixed bag. Some people think that it didn't need to be two hours and fifteen minutes. Other people really enjoyed it. But it's Disney. So they're reimagining villains. That's what Disney does. They take a villain, one of their historical villains, and they're like, We want to make this person relatable, so you'll go see the sequel. Right? She's a nobody villain wants- among villains, though. Like even she wanted the to Joker, make a jacket. Right, yes. the Joker looks at her and goes, "You're a little too crazy for whatever I got going on here. We're gonna go get the Penguin and the Riddler and shit and kill Here's some the people, thing. but not dogs." Yeah, she didn't want world domination. She didn't want to shut down the banks. She didn't no. want to blow anything up. She's like, "I want to make a jacket out of exactly 101 puppies." That's what I'm trying to do. Today. <laughs> you know, yeah, you have to admire the the level of craziness. To measure out how many puppies you need before doing it, like, did she get? Did she make a jacket out of a hundred puppies? And it's like, nah, just not enough. And then went yeah. to a hundred and two and was like, you know, this is a little too much. Yeah, like the arms just didn't reach where I needed them to. Right, and then two they reached puppies. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to bring it down about a half a puppy and have extra over. That's what the one hundred and one is about. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Now, she definitely did that, right? She murdered thousands of puppies to make that one jacket and just didn't quite get it right so if i remember the story correctly she had not done it yet or she had done it with one jacket but she was like the 101 puppies this was going to be like her ultimate jacket right (laughs) this was going to be like the ultimate i've murdered 57 (laughs) seals for my other jacket now we're on to dalmatians this is going to be the best jacket how are you doing this evening, sir? The scenery looks different. You appear to be in a new studio. Zach yeah, has opened I, up I his own studio. I have our new studio. Uh, right. Once Steve gets his COVID test back, where all, all episodes will be taking place in our brand new studio that yes. is uh, fictional in both of our minds. Uh, right. My key card has still not arrived, by the way, and that phone number you gave me is to a pizza shop, and they asked me to stop calling. Yeah. Them. Well, did you tell them that you, that, is, that they're your favorite pizza place? I didn't know that was a code that I had to use, yeah, but the guys seem pretty call, Just say, hey, Papa John's of the greater Boston area, you're my favorite pizza place. See, here's the thing about that. He seemed very insistent that I not call back. Something about the cops, restraining order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, they're trying to, you know, the, the other guy who listens into the call there, uh, fucking Frank, uh, he doesn't <laughs> like when random people call. So you have, he has to get aggressive. Uh, but you got to let you gotta let John know that is your favorite pizza place. And uh, they'll, they'll, they'll let you in. So before we get started in the topics, I actually have a honorable mention that could have made it but the problem with this is you don't know these people so i didn't want to make you do any research on this nonsense okay but 
you have to take my word for it and allow me to get this entirely out before you comment. Okay. There is a rapper by the name of Joe Budden. He was I know who Joe at Budden. one point, yeah, regular. Uh, he was regulated to the one hit wonder for a song he made called Pump It Up. But he got a resurgence in his career, joined a group that Eminem started called Slaughterhouse, which was him, uh, Royce to Five Nine, and one other fellow. He has since gained popularity as being someone who says some not crazy things. He's not like, you know, saying outlandish stuff, but he says stuff that gets people's attention. Every once in a while, he has an interesting take. Got a podcast, started a podcast with two of his friends. Podcast used to have a different name than the podcast because he's the draw, became the Joe Budden show. He put up most of the money for the equipment, if I'm to understand this. He paid for the studio, so he got the lion's share. But his two friends that were on the show, people enjoyed them as well because both guys had interesting takes. The dynamic was good. Are you following me thus far? Okay. So, so recently, the show has really, really blown up, right? It, it has really taken off, and it's got a lot of viewers. I don't know what type of paywall they're behind, but people support it. People really enjoy it. Joe Button's not my cup of tea. He's not someone I like to hear talk. But there are a great deal of people who enjoy hearing this this guy's show. So the original contract that he had worked out with his, his two other co-hosts were Joe Budden got 50%. They got 25% each, right? Because he's the draw, and they got 25%. Right. And this the A is side deserves to be paid. Exactly. exactly. And they didn't argue that point. That's not what the conflict I'm about to uh, describe is over. This is all based off a contract that they initially came up with the revenue that was being produced or drawn in by the podcast. So that includes, you know, let's say hypothetically Patreon, merch, ad sales. revenue, merch, everything. Okay. Everything that that was the agreed upon split. But the problem is as the show blew up, the other two guys were like, hey, we know that the show has blown up. Like it's transcended into the millions of views and listens. Which is extremely hard for a podcast to do. Views you might be able to do, right? I'm not saying, you know, it's not an easy task. You can probably get a million views on YouTube. But to get a million listen, you know, people to listen to your podcast audio only, or 500,000, or even 100,000, that's an accomplishment in itself. So the other two guys are like, hey, we need to crack open the books because we believe that there is more revenue coming in and our deal should reflect that. They didn't want a new contract. They didn't they want to renegotiate to paid their amount. Exactly. So they, they think that the, the $8 that they're making is underpaid, right? Is, 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 right, is, right. Is making, uh, yes. uh, a side yes. is now taking 75%, but the 25% yes. that they're equal to is still the same, but they'd be getting paid the entire time. Just exactly. not the appropriate 25%, right? That Correct. 25% then sh shrunk into 10%. And yes. they're making the same across the board, but when the show grew, their salary didn't. Exactly. Okay. Exactly the point. So now remember, we're talking about the hip-hop realm here, which okay. isn't any different than any other subculture of music genre, but you know, things tend to be a little bit more amplified in hip-hop sometimes, well, I think. They're dramatic people. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, very excitable. And so they said they wanted to be... Now, I don't know who shot first, right? But they basically said that they wanted to be paid accordingly. And then Joe, so I guess they would have shot first. Joe Budden re that's replied. That's, that's not, it's not a shot. They spoke on the issue first. And uh, Joe Budden was on radio and replied to this request and said, they're employees. I don't have to show them anything. But the law doesn't agree with you, Joe Budden. So these two guys basically 
walked off. They're like, we're not doing this Wait, so because he's they're twenty five. So like it's Joe Budden fifty, the other two yeah. goons fifty, right? And that, yeah. that is that is and that's not a revenue split. That is a a shareholdership of the greater podcast. And two and two, I know exactly because. He owns that, there's a difference there. If they sign a contract to agree that they're getting 25% revenue, but they're a subcontractor, then they don't deserve anything. They get no information about it. But if they each own 25% of the Joe Budden show, right, and they right. own 25% and together 50% shareholders in the podcast, yeah. right? In the in the in the Joe Budden show Inc., right? Or right. Joe Budden Show LLC, then they deserve because then they're owners. Right. So if they here's are, the thing. in fact, just employees, then Joe Budden is correct. He doesn't have to show them shit. Now, shady and bullshit and garbage. I, I get that. But right. But correctly, he doesn't have to show them anything if they sign a contract where they said they are just employees. So here's the thing. I don't think they. So this is where the debate in language and contract language comes in. Right. OK. You are correct. I believe it is a revenue split. Right, folks, I would have to check. Well, I'm gonna double check everything. Hold on for a second. Sign a better but contract. There was, here's a distinction that I don't think was in the contract. They are not signed as independent contractors, which would make them which would disqualify them from have knowing anything about the books. And they're not his employees. There was an e there was a revenue split agreed upon. And to honor that contract, you would have to, unless they were employees. But even if they were employees, employees are entitled to know what's going on with the shareholdings in the company. Um, it, dep it depends. Now, if, it, if it's, it, public, if if it's, it's public knowledge, if it's public right. knowledge, if it's public, yeah. yes. If not, then no. If Joe Budden is the 100% owner of the Joe Budden show, then right. they don't have, they, and they're employees that get a 25% each cut, then cut. they don't yes. get anything. Right, I would have no, to see the me. physical contract in front of me contract to see to, what the, to what exactly it is. Right, so My it's, brother, it's a, you're, it's a you're, senseless you're argument. Perfect. You know, you're making perfect sense, but I think this is where the debate is. Right, were they employees? Right, so right. you and I can so, go. You would know the difference if you're right. an employee with a 25% revenue share versus a 25% owner in the company. That's different. They would have yeah. some sort of uh, documentation that says that hey. I own 25% of this of this LLC, right? You would have to right, have right, documentation. Right. It probably wouldn't even be an LLC at that, at that point, right? No, it, no, it, no. It would be above that. Um, there would be documentation on that. And then they would have to go to court, provide the documentation, says, hey, he owns 50, we own 50, and as the 50% shareholder, he can either opt to buy us out for our price or he can open the books because together we're the exact same as him. And in fact, we could probably outvote him three to one on the board or two to one on the board. So here's the crazy thing about the whole thing, right? Uh, to the drama, and I agree with the statement you made. I, the, the real distinction, like you said, were they employees? What does the contract say? What what was the, the agreement? And I believe this sounds like a more of a, a gentleman's agreement that got turned into an actual contract. But Joe Button goes on this radio show and he says... They're employees. I don't have to sell them ish. He says this publicly. Now, these are also okay. two friends. These are also two friends of his. The issue was, I think he thought they were just going to roll over and just die on this situation. 
So then they release a two-hour interview where they're answering all the answering all the questions about why they're no longer on the show. Because as interesting as Joe Budden might be to some people, he can't carry a two-hour podcast by himself. It's very hard. Sounds, it's it's they, hard for when I do three-minute segments by myself. When Joe is <laughs> off, or, or Steve is off taking care of the children, you know, like I'm fucking over here <laughs> drowning after 14 seconds. So yeah, two-hour shows by yourself. Bill Burr does it. Uh, Come if, back, you're, you're, you're sweating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, yeah, you would have to see the contract. If right. it's a gentleman's agreement and he, in fact, owns the company that owns the Joe Budden podcast, then, yeah, he, right, they, right, they right. got screwed out. But th- that's the importance of having a lawyer that can read contracts for Boom. you when you sign things, right? Uh, yeah. As good of friends as, as people are, there should always be, when contracts are involved and there's money involved, there should always be lawyers involved. And it's not yeah, like a, if we had something, if say we shy, signed a deal with Sirius XM, right, and we had a 50 50 split, there would still be lawyers involved from both sides with no hard feelings. It's b- b- because we know business, right? And you know contracts. Right. And, and I'm not going to read a contract and know 100% what it means. And so you give that off to a lawyer and and they, they flesh it out. Uh, That's a good point. The best, the best negotiations you can have when going to business with friends or folks. Your uncle Steve is telling you something right now. You and your buddy remain close, right? Yeah. Allow your lawyers to discuss the finer points. And then when your lawyers come back to you with whatever points they would discuss and counter offers, don't discuss that with your buddy. Have that conversation with your lawyer and say, okay, push that paper back yeah. across the table and say, I want five more M&Ms and this son of a bitch is offering me. And let your litigators handle this for you. Yeah. And that's how you maintain the friendship. And no one has to get personal about this type of stuff. I think the problem with a guy like Joe Budden, or even in this scenario is, I 100% agree with you, Zach. I think that they didn't know they were employees. Because here's one tidbit of information that I said at the beginning, but I don't think you caught. He changed the name of the podcast. It was originally named something that encompassed all three of them. And then it got changed to the Joe Budden show. Now, me personally, the minute someone says, hey, it's going from talking with a dad to now, if you say it's going from talking with a dad to talking to guys, that's perfect. You say it's going, you know, uh, two guys having a conversation. But then if you say it's going to talking to Zach, your last name. That's a red flag right there. It's not like right? you haven't said my last name 50 <laughs> times on the show already, asshole. <laughs> you did it twice last week. Um, yeah, there's a difference, right? There, there's a difference between yeah. going, you know, all-encompassing versus the, I'm, the, I'm the A, so the A, yeah. is, a is what should be out there. Yeah, much, exactly. much different. Um, yeah, this is a really, really good case, and it'll probably be used in law school at some point, I'm sure, yes. of yes. have a lawyer do the reading of the contract and negotiation for you. Because uh, yep. if if you came to me with a thing and said, hey, we're going to do a 50-50 split on this Raid Shadow Legends deal, and I'm like, no, I, I got I to gotta have people look at this. you know. And, and it's nothing personal, it's nothing against anybody, but it's like, I want to make sure I'm not getting fucked in the end. And, uh, Absolutely. Or at least n- non-consensually fucked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Against your will, that's what you want. No, that's what you don't want. Um, so yeah, it's it's if you're, if you're listening to this and you find yourself in a weird situation like this, have a lawyer read it. Have yes. a lawyer read it. Have a lawyer negotiate on on your behalf and and keep yourself out of the out of the litigation. Right? There's people whose jobs is to do that, and uh, yeah, that that's important. Yeah, and make sure you. you I can't tell you how many times. One time and sp- uh, specifically. 
where I turned to my supervisor and I had read the a contract myself and I'm like, hey, did you know that this is in this non-disclosure, this portion and like line 2,700 and something sub B and their response. And this is why it's important to have a lawyer. That person's response at the time was, well, if you don't feel comfortable signing it, don't sign it. And that's obviously not the point I was trying to make. I'm like, all right, right. well, like the point I'm making is th- there was a question. Did you know? <laughs> that this was in there because your answer is going to dictate whether or not I'm going to sign this thing. If you yeah. knew, then and, we're not doing good. <laughs> contracts are made to be negotiable. Um, yeah. Contracts aren't made to be like set in stone uh, until they're signed, at least. Um, yeah. But contracts are generally made to be negotiable in, in most facets. Yeah. Joe Budden, you scumbag. I, I, yeah, shitty thing. move. Shitty move, <laughs> but good business practice. Good, good bu- Get a fucking lawyer. Crazy. Charlemagne the God was on their show one day and he basically called out to the two guys about how this was going to go down. He was like, yeah, I wouldn't have let him change the name to the Joe Budden show. He was like, I like the other name better. And then he looks at one guy and he was like, and you know, you're very easily replaceable. He was like, Joe's probably thinking of a way to replace you right now. And of course, this is one of those videos on YouTube where they're commentating, you know, a little text video commentation. And I'm like, holy shit, he really did call this (laughs) like two years ago. it's, It's an easy thing to call out. When yeah. someone takes control of the show, as if I were to change the name of the show to something that I wanted it to be, then right. yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very, very clearly that uh, the other person is a replaceable and b on their way out. Yes, one hundred percent. And so, if you guys turn on the show one day and there's another black fellow by the name of Stefan here, then you know exactly <laughs> what. what <laughs> he didn't read the contract. <laughs> you're late so, one time and you're gone <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Touching right. laughs> rules. so while we're talking about litigation i figured this would be a good way to segue into the tyson fury john t wilder Actually, thing which most we... of these topics involve litigation yeah, I, yeah two of three 66 percent plus the bonus topic involve litigation <laughs> Oh, hold on! Before we before we go to that, did you see the uh, PlayStation State of Play? No, I didn't. Yeah, I did not. I didn't either. Uh, I saw five minutes of the Horizon Zero Dawn New West game, and saw uh, that was like, wow, this looks the exact same as the last game, and then just moved on. I didn't see anything else. New Far Cry maybe announced or something, but that's about it. I saw the Far Cry, I saw the uh, Horizon Dawn thing, but there's one thing. I want you to go back and look at the Horizon Dawn uh, cinematic, and there's a thing where new technology comes out or new texturing comes out for games, and the first time you see it, it's always really weird, but this looks really weird. Like, it's very brief, and there's a moment where I'm like, all right, this, the animation. If it was actually recorded on a PlayStation 5, it was probably really poorly run so you can, uh, you can I, put chalk it up to that most likely i i think i'm just gonna be uh i'm gonna be that guy man uh i think that the animation or whatever if they use stop motion or, or motion capture or whatever in the last game looked a lot better because the character looks too there's a thing called overly smooth in animation where a character just loses definition and it's just yeah you start getting this yeah. this final fantasy look <laughs> Yeah, where there's like, no structure to the face it just looks, face it just looks like, fluid it's also part of the uncanny valley right where yeah you could kind of like if something is human enough that you could tell the difference between it and yes. a real human and uh yeah that that comes up a lot in video games now where like oh that's that's not real and it, it bothers me a little bit 
I think that's a part of our fight or flight. Because imagine your it response is. to something that like that. Like if you're walking down the street and you see a perfectly smooth person, you're gonna either run from it or be like, "I'm gonna kill this thing. I'm gonna kill it." Or you want to mate with it? It's one of smooth sex. It's one of the three. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely one of the three. And, uh, all three of uh, your subconscious are having a dice game. Yeah, in they're it. all fighting. <laughs> but at, at any rate, speaking of smooth, <laughs> smooth characters, uh, smooth, no wrinkle brains. Deontay Wilder won his, his freaking. Yeah. He did it, and I, I, I knew that this was going to happen. I yeah, thought that everyone was, was gonna... there was a rematch clause yeah. in the contract, right? And uh, he revoked it, and there it has to happen. So let's talk about the victims. No victims in this situation, but let's talk about wow. the people who are upset. Uh, obviously, Anthony Joshua is upset. Uh, they had Saudi just uh, announced the fight, right? Yes. And yes, dude, it yeah. was such a it was such shitty time in Deontay Wilder. Not only does Deontay Wilder look bad because because Fury exposed him as not a great boxer, uh, right? And he he caught he used the litigation, and and it came out on the same day, if not very close to when one of the biggest fights in heavyweight boxing history is announced. And he's yep. the guy who ruins it and is probably yep. going to get his shit kicked in again. Yeah. Going to get his teeth kicked in. Also Saudi Arabia, a uh, Saudi, the place they were going to have it in Saudi Arabia is not happy. They're like, probably and it, pissed. And this is not one of those things <laughs> you just kind of, in regards to combat sports, Abu Dhabi fights that are held in that region. They're a very, very deeply immersed culture and fight the fight game. Boxing, MMA, jiu-jitsu, yeah. all of that stuff. They respect the craft, and um, this is not something they're going to forget, right? Now, obviously, yeah. there would have been a moment where they could have saved that business arrangement if they said, hey, we're going to put this fight over there. Then people would have probably walked away feeling a little bit better. Anthony Joshua's pissed. You are correct about the uh, the assessment you just made about Deontay Wilder going down to history as the guy who ruined one of the next most or anticipated fights or, or delayed. delayed. You know, or here's delayed. the issue, right? Now, Anthony yeah. Joshua's going to have to fight somebody, right? Oh, yeah. He's going to have to fight. I, I don't I, Who are they going to put in front of him? Luis Ortiz or uh, 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 Ruiz again? Um, who looked good in his last fight. Got, got dropped a little bit in his yeah, last fight. But got lo dropped looked okay. You know, yeah. they're gonna have to find someone else for this guy to fight. And in yeah. heavyweight boxing, you know just as well as I do that it, it, there's always a puncher's chance, right? Yeah. Heavyweights hit hard; they hit really yeah. hard. And uh, if Joshua gets hit and he can get dropped, and you, yeah. that ruins that fight. And yep. uh, yeah, not only would you have been the guy who ruined, delayed the fight, but then also potentially forced it to get ruined. Because Joshua is Joshua still a champion in like one yes, of the yes. organizations. Now he's yes, very yes. well. He had they make you defend the title in boxing, which is something that I do like. Um, yeah, but if you're not in bed with the right people, no, I think any everyone has to has to defend. I think you are a, a mandatory defense. You have to. You are correct. But Man, you they are might correct. feed you a can. They <laughs> yeah. might give you a can, which is different than not defending. But you have to fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So here's the crazy thing about this whole thing, right? Uh, Tyson, uh, not Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder has officially become, or could become, if we're looking at it from just someone who enjoys fighting, he could become the Justin Gaethje. This is a lose-lose situation for him. Why would I reference Justin Gaethje? Yeah, beloved, char beloved character, right? But Justin Gaethje will forever be the guy 
and robbed people of what? What did he steal from the masses? And it's not he, his fault. He stole Tony Ferguson's soul. <laughs> and Tony Ferguson <laughs> beat, right? Because most well, people knew it. So that fight, there's a lot of there's a lot of mystery around that fight now, because it was scheduled what five times. And it was scheduled five times, and two of those times, I think so history. Two, be, two Khabib got injured in some fashion, and, then, and two and then Tony got injured. Tony got hurt. Yeah, and exactly. I, what, there was something that happened with the fifth one. Maybe Tony got injured again or something, uh, or maybe that was a time that Tony went through that mental COVID health. or COVID. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, then Justin Gaethje stole Tony Tony Ferguson's soul, and Tony Ferguson so, hasn't won since. Yeah, and he's now he's talking about now he's pissed. But at any rate. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm angry. now i'm really upset deontay wilder <laughs> could go down in history he's not, well, let's say for some reason because pragmatically i don't believe and i believe we talked about we did talk about this with light burley that he has made the adjustments to come back and win this fight now i have not seen the footage of him training i don't know what's going on in his training camp maybe some big adjustments have happened i was listening to teddy atlas and his co-host talk about this today and i you know if teddy atlas says that it hasn't happened He's i'm gonna go the, ahead and air teddy Atlas the great is is probably one of the greatest minds in boxing alive right now exactly if he's saying that he doesn't believe the deontay wilder has had the time to make the adjustments then he hasn't but if he goes in there for some reason go ahead no i don't know if i have anything to say it's i saw a little bit of training footage and it was a lot of a lot of focus on the right hand still where yeah. I, it was sugar ray leonard or roy jones jr one of the two on, on rogan said that if if I were to train him, we would tape the right hand behind on his back and make him just fight with his left hand because he needs to be able to proficient in both. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it's it's all that right hand focus where with a guy like Fury, you can't do that because Fury is a traditional boxer where he's and super, elusive and he's super slick for being a guy yeah. that's that that looks like he's nine hundred pounds. He is he is someone who is incredibly incredibly hard to hit and incredibly hard to hit clean, uh, yeah. Which is what Deontay Wilder relies on. He looks like a guy who has no problem grabbing the last raspberry pie at a social gathering, right? The entire pie child. and eating it. He hasn't lost a pie eating competition in decades. If people are offering free lobster rolls and they're giving out tickets to do that, you can guarantee that Tyson Fury is the guy grabbing as many of those tickets. He, as he stole the can. roll of tickets. Because who's going to stop him? I'm not. I'm not saying it. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think there's. You'd have to get ten people to stop him. And anyone that wears their shorts that high or pulls their pants up as high <laughs> as Daniel Cormier does, these are dangerous men. I agree with you, though. I agree. I agree. DC is one uh, of the people on the planet who probably could stop him. Because he'd, oh, he'd, he'd high crotch him and fucking dump him on his head. Yeah, he would definitely murderize him. I love <laughs> retired DC, man. Like, I love the fact that he's invested in other people's careers now. Yeah. And like, I, I like that. Um, Kevin Holland's you know, out training with DC for wrestling. That's a good match. That That is a, a good, good match. Move. I, that's a really, really good move. Um, If you get a chance, we're not going to go into MMA, I promise you. But if you get a chance, go look at the stretch off video between Luke Rockhold and Michael Bisping. Is they're in the same gym. Oh, yeah. No. Kind, of like, kind of like pals. Okay, I know. Did you see the video of Luke Rockhold's uh, question mark kick recently? No, no, it no. Is no. One of the, it is one of the scariest things. Now, if he That's could pull kick. it off, if he could pull it off in a fight, it is one of the scariest fakes <laughs> I have ever seen. It is no, disgusting. It, he hit someone with it in the UFC. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. Probably Luke. Tim Kennedy or something. 
Poor guy. Luke Rockhold has every physical attribute you would think to be an Uber champion. And I just think it's like he was years a champ, of damage. He was a champ. He climbed a mountain. Um, but the thing about the Deontay Tyson Fury thing, if we're getting back to the legal aspect, this is 100% the fault of the promoters. And this is where I'm going to get into a little bit of conspiracy theory. There's no way that these seasoned people, and folks, go check out Teddy Atlas's commentary on this too, because he said it a lot more eloquently than I'm about to be able to say it right now, because yes. I've long since forgotten the facts. <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> there's no way Don't that they didn't the see no, there's no way that they didn't know that this was going to happen. There's no way you thought that he was going to roll over on that contract, especially if you weren't offered. You would have to pay me my show money and then some to roll on my on my contract if it says I get a title shot again. Yeah, I mean, I think the thought was that Fury clearly beat him well enough that he yes. might not want to in invoke that clause because one loss on your record in boxing is tragic. And two losses is a death sentence in boxing. Um, yeah, next thing you know, you're, you're fighting on uh, bare-knuckle events and then right, you're back to uh, <laughs> Right. And you're selling pictures of yourself on the internet. Um, Paige Van Zandt. And Rachel Oskovich. And they're fighting each other, which is going to be hilarious. Uh, I'll pick you up at 7. We'll start watching at 8. What do you want? I, what time are those shows even on? I don't know. I don't know if they have a time. I don't know if but they're allowed to even be on regular TV. <laughs> but you, you, so you think that he got beat so bad, the promoters like he's not going to come back looking That's for more. That's what smoke. I would think, right? When you right. get out, when you get exposed like that, it's it's hard to a want to come back from it and b want to fight the exact same guy again. Right, 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 right. You know, right, right, right. It, it's, it's it's you know, Ben Askren didn't petition to fight Masvidal a second time immediately. You know, like, right? Like when you get when you get clowned, you don't want to fight that same guy again generally. But Wilder wants it back, and Wilder lost the first fight. Let's be fair; uh, the right. knockdown in the in the in the final round saved that fight for him, even though he right. lost that round too. Yeah, I don't. There's no. If I'm Deontay Wilder, I want to fight just regular boxing guys. You know, I just want to go on with a highlight reel, few victories, make my money, and then go out on the other side as a promoter or or a commentator i don't want to go in and fight especially i don't want to fight joshua now either because joshua is i think is just starting to hit a fury uh not quite as i think fury beats joshua to be fair um but why does everyone keep saying this i honestly think joshua can be fury but finish your I point know, i think he can beat him but yeah. i think i think fury is good i, I just He's, a, he's a, no, he's amazing. There's something he's about amazing. Fury that's like watching a spectacle, and uh, I, I usually want the spectacle to win, even though I think Josh was probably better for the sport. Um, <laughs> I, but I wouldn't want to fight that I guy that. again. I, I, no. I, I wouldn't want to fight him again. I, it's and especially a year later when you haven't yeah. had the time to 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 correct your your issues. You've but you have a guy that's that's your highlight reel is hitting people with your right hand. You don't want to fight a guy that you're going to need both hands, good defense, and the ability to not get hit because you don't have that. You're a first-round right. knockout finisher, which is fine. That makes you a lot of money. That'll make you a lot of money in the long run. You'll, yeah. take, you'll take no damage doing it. You'll be good on the other side. You'll be able to, you'll, you know, you'll be able to speak, and you'll be fine. You won't have any brain damage. 
But you don't want to you don't want to fight these guys, man. And when you're exposed by a guy like Fury, you don't want to fight people who are similar. I, I'm sorry, you just don't. No, I mean here's the thing we're leaving out here, right? If we're just going off the judgment of the second fight, you're 100% correct. Now, if we look at the first fight, you've now become 150% correct right. because that first fight was embarrassing and it was like Fury's <laughs> second fight back after X amount of years off, ballooning up to 360 pounds, like going through a very public mental mental health crisis, right? Yeah. Like yeah. this guy yeah. went off the deep end and came back and schooled you and a lucky knockdown in the 12th, which was could have been considered a knockout, is what yeah. saved that fight for you for it to be a draw. Yeah. You, you I, don't want that. Dude, um, and this is the thing, man. I, you know, Sorry, folks. We, we like combat sports. But here's the thing about Tyson Fury's <laughs> boxing style, man. We're not talking about some guy that's athletically, just athletically gifted, right? Because he's that too, right? It's easy, like Zach was saying, it's easy to look at him, look at his shape. You don't think there's anything yeah, to it. He's the definition of don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, it's his hand-eye coordination is obviously really good. His his movement it's is incredible. is incredible, and uh, his fight IQ is amazing. But on top of that, he's a good boxer. So those things combined make him very dangerous. Now, the fight with him and Anthony Joshua is really compelling, and even a fight with Anthony Ruiz is also very compelling because they are also very good boxers. Right? They they Ruiz, are guys. That Ruiz is <laughs> a very good boxer. Joshua's obviously incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and and that's the thing that makes um i was telling mantis this the, uh one day we were talking privately with another friend of ours i'm like boxing in regards to martial arts and all the combat sports yes boxers probably look upon themselves with the most the highest regard but there's a reason right their system of fighting it's an if art. you step into it is the mo in my opinion the most dangerous system of fighting if you were to step into that, right? Yeah. I think I'm not saying that Muay Thai isn't dangerous. I'm saying that we're talking about guys that literally only use two tools to hurt you, and everything else is about what they're doing with the rest of their body. And it takes a special fighter to beat a special fighter. Now, before you start going to the whole Muhammad Ali, uh, uh, what's this guy's name? Smoking Joe Frazier thing smoking joe frazier was not just a one-hit wonder he was also an amazing boxer that had power in both of his hands and he stopped ali because he knew how to trap him he didn't go in there that's why george foreman lost because he had no and you know he was young he was still green he was just powerful yeah joe frazier was also a once-in-a-lifetime talent you know he was ali's daniel cormier he's freaking potentially Tyson Fury's Anthony Joshua. That fight is more compelling to me. But and then the legality thing, man, listen, they didn't want to pay him. And that's what this boils down to, Zach. They could have secretly handled this with a mediator. They didn't even need to go to court. And the mediator could have came to Deontay Wilder and said, here's your 80 million. This is from the promoter. This is what we're giving you. We've calculated based on what we think the pay-per-view buys are going to be. We don't think you're going to win the fight. Do you want to take the 80 million? And we'll just buy you out of your contract. But this is all great promotion. And like everyone else, I fell into it hook, line, and sinker. Because I've been watching this freaking thing play out on the internet, and now I have to watch this fight. I'm morally obligated to. I need to <laughs> So I, I haven't watched it play out at all because you could look at it from the outside and go, well, they're going to fight again uh, because of how contracts work. 
But right. it, it's interesting, right? It's interesting. Can, did he make the adjustments? We don't know. We had this exact same conversation about Francis Ngannou, and Francis Ngannou fucking sprawled and pushed Stipe's head down, and everyone's like, whoa, wait a second. Who fucking taught him that? Because yeah. that makes him dangerous. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, did he make the adjustments? Did he go and just dodge punches for fucking six weeks straight and learn right, right. And learn good footwork and learn movement? You know, those things takes a lot take a lot of time. This is a guy yep. who, you know, where a lot of a lot of great boxers start young and they come up through amateurs and then golden gloves and then they do amateur Play careers. And, first. Yeah. Right. This is a guy who didn't start boxing until twenty something, right? Like albeit he's very good at it because he hits really hard, but yeah. traditionally he's going to get exposed by a guy who's been boxing his entire life where, yep. where uh, Wilder goes in there and fights people. Fury's going to go in there and outbox you. And there is a difference right now. Yep. He was a champion for a reason. He's very good. He hits really hard, but he, there's a lot of people lining up that would expose him. And uh, I, Fury already has. Does I don't think Joshua goes any different, and I don't think Andy Ruiz goes any different. I think Andy Ruiz outboxes him too. He's Andy Ruiz out of the all out of the other three might be the hardest to hit. Yeah, that little stout body. Is that and, he, his he's slick and throws really good combos, and that yeah. is that is the kryptonite to a guy who is a one punch wonder. No, it's absolutely it's absolutely true, man. Um. Let me ask you a question. Last thing on this, man. Uh, so now that we know this is going to happen, we have your official pick. What do you think the pay-per-view draw for this would be? Less than a second. Less than a second? Yeah, because because of the litigation and uh, uh, law enforced fight around it, I think. I think I don't know how much a second did. I bet you it was, it was a million pay-per-view buys or something. Uh, I bet you this one does less. Yeah, um... It's going to be interesting to see how the uh, the pugilist <laughs> respond to all yeah. this. It's interesting watching people respond to it now. But, you know, good on you, Tyson Fury. I mean, uh, not Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Thank you for not giving up the, the fight, man. Uh, we're still talking about you. And you know what? I, I don't want to just push him into his grave yet, man, because he was undefeated for so long. Even though I, I've been saying this, I've been saying that there has to be more to him than just that punch. Even though it's a godly life changing punch, and Maybe you know the what? hardest ever in heavyweight boxing. Yeah, I I would not disagree with that. I'm not sure there are many people who can take it. And Tyson Fury took it and got back up, but the problem was he neutralized that without the use of leg kicks, grappling <laughs> of any sort. And you know, so that just lets me know, Deontay Wilder, do not do that thing where you think you can step into MMA next. Um, did he say that? No, absolutely oh, not. That, that I, would be I, hilarious. I would I would give hire him, him a life coach him right fucking, there. Give him John Jones. <laughs> I would literally hire him a life coach and be like, uh, you need good luck. Because this guy's gonna scam you probably. Uh so this is probably gonna be one of our quickest topics because I'm gonna be honest with you. I only put it in here because I would be remiss if if I didn't we didn't say anything about it. One of the biggest things going on in all of fandom, all of gaming. So Epic and Apple, their whole thing came to a conclusion. Not the, right. you know, not the ruling. Not the ruling. Let's we gotta be clear there. Just the presentation portion of the case. Like with everyone the argumentation part. The fun now, part. Gotta, the fun part has come to an end. I gotta give it to Epic, man. 
talk about like some of the best gotems and they even brought microsoft and it's like bringing someone's ex-girlfriend to court and, like <laughs> what's like they're like listen to what this person has to say so essentially folks this is uh the crux of their argument you can't ban us because you're saying that you can't verify every game coming through or because we have a meta store and we have we're a store within a store if you're going to allow netflix to be a streaming platform that has and you can't verify every movie on netflix sure. and uh essentially microsoft has had the same issues obviously with apple also steam and other platform gaming platforms have had the same issues and Apple, of course, uh, responded in the most eloquent way possible. Suck it. We want 30% or we want you to individually have every game on your platform separate. downloadable. Yeah, separate. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this is all kind of <laughs> Dude, there's like three companies on the planet that could do this. And it's Apple and Microsoft are two of them. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, good fucking luck. Uh, yeah, make, yeah. Your, make your own phone. See how that works out. Microsoft in the back laughing. <laughs> we tried. We, we tried. tried. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, I haven't followed it at all. Um, I don't care for either company. Uh, right. I don't. I don't like Epic. That's very well documented. I, I hate Fortnite, and uh, I hate using the Epic Store. Uh, I tried to play Rocket League recently. I like that game. I've had a lot of. I've played a lot of hours into Rocket League. And uh, I guess they were bought by Epic or something because I went in the other day and it made me sign in with Epic. So then instead of signing in, I uninstalled the game, uh, which was sad because I wanted to play Rocket League. But that's now a game I can't play anymore because of I hate Epic so much. Right. Uh, they've never made a game that's been good for gaming. Um, well, I mean, okay, that's a lie. Fortnite allowed crossplay to happen so that's that's pretty good right but other than that there's nothing redeemable about epic ever uh and apple is just a shitty company in general so yeah <laughs> the best part about this was uh at the end of all the uh the arguing uh epic basically said this is how much we stand to make by doing this and if we give them 30 percent this is how much they stand to make for doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, yes. Absolutely. And Warren Buffett's in the back going, that's how I live life. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, this is, this is not going to move the needle, man. This is, I, I honestly don't know if they made a strong enough case for the judge to rule in their favor. And even if they did. Yeah. The next even if they did, what are they going to do? Go, oh, I'm sorry, people who play this game professionally on iPads and and iPhones and all the money that we make off of these people. Like, yeah, you know what Apple should have came out and said? Well, here's the money that you will make if you pay us our 30%, and here's the money you won't make if we just ban you from our platform, and it's just, exactly. a, it's just a zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, there goes that $7 billion you're going to make next year. Good luck. And that's and you know and that's another part of the argument. It's funny that you brought that up. Is the same thing. That's the issue that Microsoft, Google, uh, and Steam, Valve have with Apple and other platforms. Is the fact that Apple is just basically they're not honest in their presentation of why they're not doing things. They essentially say things like, "Well, we just want to make sure we're protecting our customers. <laughs> we just want to make sure we're protecting them from you getting their money." But this whole thing has come to a wrap. <laughs> it's come yeah. to a wrap, and. Uh, you know, I, I feel 
that this is going to go down the same way as the whole independent repair contract uh, repair guys. You remember yeah, this whole that, thing that, where it was the just, issue with that though is yeah. lobbyist won that one. And yes, one hundred percent. It wasn't for the consumer or for the company. It was whoever had the most money, and the company yeah. had the most money. Uh, yeah. Listen, it, it doesn't matter, right? Because it, Epic is a damn it if you do, damn it if you don't situation. If they win, then Apple bans them from their platform, right? Right. And they make zero money off of the one of probably one of the larger user bases that that's going to play their game. Yeah. And if they don't win, they have to pay Apple 30% of the revenue or choose to yeah. not have their product on Apple products and they lose all of that revenue. It's it was such a weird thing to me. They could have negotiated yeah. Apple down to 20%, I'm sure, and yeah, uh, yeah, saved yeah. 10% or or whatever. There's a lot of people who play that play Fortnite and Epic Games. I don't know what else they fucking make. Apparently they bought Rocket League uh on, on Apple products. <laughs> And if they lose out on that revenue, they're losing out on millions of people playing their game. No, it's absolutely true, man. Uh, and the craziest thing about this whole situation is besides them buying Rocket League and besides the fact that they could have like deliberated this again in private <laughs> and kept us all out of it and not had to deal with a bunch right. of YouTube videos in my algorithm with, you know, horrible thumbnails. Apple in your algorithm and not <laughs> an epic exposed. This doesn't change anything really for the consumer. And that's where I'm starting to get mad with the disingenuous representation or coverage on YouTube and on mainstream media. You know, they're presenting this like there's an, this, this altruistic argument going on between two companies. In actuality, nope, they don't care about us. They're no. literally fighting over who's going to overcharge us right right <laughs> like, like, yeah it, it, they don't like this does nothing for the consumer this nothing. does absolutely nothing again yeah. fortnite did a great thing i don't like the game i've never played it but crossplay is a thing because of fortnite right that was a good thing for the consumer fortnite not being on apple products and fortnite is a shrinking game at this point it has hit the right. peak and it is down the other side it just means that those people lose out on the ability to play a game that they want to play. That's right. bad. That, that, that you know, ultimately that's bad. They're in if Epic wins, like what does that mean? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. They can't upcharge people on a platform now. It, it doesn't matter. No, hey, you know what's crazy, man? Uh, you uh, this is something you scooped me into the whole like meta universe and stuff like that, man. It's, it's, it's just madness, right? So Epic's argument on the other side of this thing is like, you know, the portion about how much money they're gonna make. They're like, yeah, we're gonna expand this universe. We're gonna put in a bunch of other shit to charge you for, and we expect you to buy these things. But at no point did they ever look in the camera and go, "Hey, this is Epic speaking to you, and we're trying to protect you." from apple and apple doing all these weird things we're on the other side of it this was we yeah. want to make more money and apple won't let us <laughs> on the other side of this the optics for apple for the uneducated and the uninitiated this looks like apple is going to bat for the consumer even though it isn't like so the same thing with the whole uh <laughs> they're getting ready they're getting ready to go into a full-scale dispute with facebook and all these other program uh these other platforms regarding the privacy thing so on the outside, to the uninitiated, it looks like Apple is doing something to protect you. 
That's not what this is about, folks. No. There's, 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 you're, we benefit from it. And in, in Christendom, we call this common grace, right? Where it extends over you, but it's, you know, so, this is not the. Okay, so the privacy thing is a little bit weird because yeah. Apple's notoriously against Private. the government in, in taking the information from their phones. Absolutely. Ultimately, it has helped consumers. But I also don't think it's for the reasons people think it is. I don't think yes. the government wants – they don't want the government to get in and see what they do with their phones more yes. than they don't want the people exactly. to, to save the consumer or whatever. I think it's because they steal more information than anyone knows, and they yeah. don't want anyone to find out about it, especially yeah. the government. Um, yeah. Speaking of governments, man, did you hear about the attack on Microsoft? No, what happened? uh some you know allegedly some russian interference microsoft was either comp not com fully compromised but there were attacks on their servers and stuff like that and okay. now joe biden's flying over there to talk to putin and uh yeah really all types of yeah that actually happened? he was he's he's going he was going to he was this close to sanctions but he, he's like you know what i'll just take a trip out there <laughs> got it okay <laughs> But at any rate, I agree with your assessment of the Apple privacy thing. And that's exactly what I was going to say, man. I think that there's skeletons in the closet. And yeah. I think that if I'm saying that I'm protecting you, it's more like I don't want them to be able to breach my infrastructure. Correct. Is what this really boils down that to. That was the man. reasoning Sony gave that they didn't want crossplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Years and years that. and years and years ago is that they're like, well, we don't want them yeah. to be able to get into our servers. It's like, okay, that was a shitty reason, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't, don't want you on our servers, but that guy that dumped all that inter that information from my other server on the web that one time, we're, we're trying not to have that shit happen. There was yeah. a time in, in PlayStation 3 history where the PlayStation Network went down for months. And then everyone's credit card information made credit card information made it to the Middle East, and now people are getting charged for things that they didn't buy. Yeah, I remember that, dude. Yeah. Um, Last thoughts on this whole situation here, man. Uh, you know who really stands to win in this whole scenario? Google. Because wow. it, it, it takes... No, no. I don't mean fiscally, financially, not even spiritually. <laughs> like, but it takes the eye off of the fact that Google is not having a great year. And they're not, and they're not willing to put the knife in Stadia yet. But they've somehow worked their way into a conversation where they should not be. Like, literally, the Google rep was like, yeah, and Stadia can't grow on Apple as well. And I wish I would have been standing there like, what? Who are you? <laughs> How did you get How this number? Get <laughs> I stole this joke right <laughs> out from under him. <laughs> That's Steve's famous joke, man. Steve is on Steve's gravestone. It's how did you how did you get this gravestone number? <laughs> That's exactly how what did you say. How did you find me, guy? <laughs> how did Who you are you me? and how did you get here? <laughs> I've literally stared people in the face, and if no one else is gonna say, I'm like, who who invited this guy? <laughs> what is happening right now? Uh, Apple, screw you, man. <laughs> screw you and screw your non-independent repair. Also, I Real quick, Zach and I have worked in a space where he did repairs. I checked in the repairs that he would do. And here's the thing about the independent repair thing. I do want to speak on this for a second. There are some people that do high-level work, and I believe that they should be allowed to do that high-level work, right? There are people like that gentleman uh, down in uh, the village who makes videos on YouTube. 
I agree with his assessment that you shouldn't have to buy into Apple's repair program, pay them a security deposit, pay for your own trainings, pay for parts, and then be stuck in a contract with them. If you decide I no longer want to do this, do business with you guys. Now for two years, I still have to let you audit my inventory, even though I'm not receiving parts from you anymore. It just sounds messed up. It can't be legal, but no one's pressing the issue. But there's also a part of me that's like, there's some people that shouldn't be allowed to do repairs, and most of them work in the mall. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about yeah, that. Yeah, but you also should have the right to choose where you take your thing to get repaired, right? 100%. When, 100%. when you have an issue with your car, you have yes. options. Unless yes. you own a Tesla, you have options where you can get your car repaired, right? Right. That's important. That's really yes. important for the consumer to be able to choose where you get your stuff repaired at. When you, yeah, you own a computer, you have a, generally have the chance to choose where you get your repair. Right. With Apple stuff, you don't. Apple tells you where you can and cannot get your stuff repaired. And that's that's bad for the consumer because it's, it's inconvenient. Uh, you may yep. not want to go to that place for various reasons. Like, you should be yep. able to choose where you get your repair. And it shouldn't be from five locations spread out across a thousand miles. Exactly. Uh, unlike Microsoft, they're like, we don't process repairs as far as we <laughs> Yeah, they're like, you broke one of our products. Well, there will be an assassin at your door later to kill you for breaking one of our products. By repair, you mean you're taking your credit card out and buying a new Surface Pro? Because give me that thing. We don't fix these things. Like, yeah, you, you and you never had one in the first place. As you're back there scratching off the serial number like it's a stolen gun. Speaking of scratching off things, speaking of erasing things, I got to tell you real quick, man, that uh, as I look at the timestamp mark, there's a part of me that does not want to talk about this next topic only because, one, you don't give a shit about it. Two, I gave big shits about it. And three, I have not felt this disappointed in quite some time when it comes to cinema. Folks, I am talking about the Army of the Dead movie that just released by Zack Snyder on Netflix. It was absolutely horrible. I can't, I, I, there's no other way for me to say it. There's no philosophical breakdown that I can give you. There's nothing else I can say other than the fact that there was no good reason this movie should have been made based on the finished product. There were people who, myself included, when I die and my family wishes that they could have had two and a half more hours with me, hopefully, on my deathbed, I'm going to have to say this is Zack Snyder's fault. <laughs> you don't have this time with me. I know time doesn't necessarily work like that. I'm going to have to say that Netflix sat down watched this screening and they thought instantly there's no way we're going to recoup any money on this this is not going well, to increase with some of the stuff that netflix has put out good point to be fair good point, good point. i you forgot know, we were talking about netflix <laughs> you know Net there's a south park episode where they're just green lighting everything and uh they call and they're like is this netflix they're like yeah like uh do you have a show you want to pitch us? And they're like, yes. Yeah. So like, all right, it's greenlit. Go ahead. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Um, This is going to be really quick. This is going to be really quick. I'm just going to say uh, no spoilers because I know people are still catching up on the movie. There are three different competing plot lines in this movie, and none of them <laughs> are concluded, in my opinion. There are moments in this movie 
that led me to believe that things were going to happen and those things didn't happen. And you know what the worst part about this movie was, Zach? The opening scene should have been the entire movie. Now, I can't really unpack that without spoiling the movie. Is it like one of those movies that's shot in one scene? No, 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 no. Zack Snyder doesn't know how to use a camera like that. He's He's like, what do you mean there's no explosions happening in the scene? So literally the opening scene is the beginning and it's showing you how the world came to be the way that it is. Like there's a great scene where, you know, the explanation for the zombies and how the whole thing got started. And then they go into this montage of them running in and doing things and fighting the zombies. And that 15 minutes, if that if the movie followed that structure and we got more of that and we got some character development, it would have been a really good movie. It would have been Dawn of the Dead again. But a you know a bigger scale Dawn of the Dead. Instead, what we got was a very confused heist movie that had zombies in it. Wait, what? And it's with a lot of plot holes that were really really obvious. It was a and heist I, movie with zombies. Yeah. Now I will say this: Dave Bautista, as of today, this is the best acting he's done since making the transitioning from fake rest, uh, fake fighting. Dave Isn't Bautista is actually Groot or some shit. He plays uh, Drax the Destroyer or Mark the MCU's version of that character, and he's funny in that. But this movie was, was that. Oh, that's Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, the other one. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's good in it. There are other people that are great in it. There's a, but the the movie itself and some of the best, not CGI. So one guy had to be uh, unceremoniously removed from the movie because he got into a scandal, and they had to basically superimpose another actress into this person's part. So she had never been on set with any of the people that are in the finished product, but they added her so well, and I was like, man, that's really good editing. Other than that, this movie was horrible. <laughs> it, 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 it just it just was so i i can go right into our other uh what we were talking about in the pre-show so you and i were discussing the amazon acquisition of mgm uh mgm and why do i feel like i'm not saying that right the friggin one with the well, lion the first time you said mgmm i know and it's man. just mgm mgm that this this is huge so do Metro, you know which goldwyn and meyer right Yes, those are good strong names. I like that. <laughs> you don't get names like that anymore. Except for Metro. It's not a good name. We're changing it to GM. For the rest of this segment, they will be known as GM. No, That's GM's just... a motor company. It was a motor company. It's I don't know what it is now. It's they call themselves a tech company now. No, I'm not lying. They're still they're still a No 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 no. I, I know what they are. Go look at their ads and go read. <laughs> i don't want to get into we can't talk about cars it, it'll go too long go ahead <laughs> mgm was bought by amazon. <laughs> the so lion amazon is, is back home in the jungle <laughs> that's where so, the lions are in jungles shit damn it um so essentially uh lion. amazon did the next the next smart thing and they had a great year in regards to their shows uh from 2020 to uh, 2021 so obviously they had the boys season two which did extremely well and then they had you know other people would disagree with you but i get why you don't like it and then they obviously had invincible also uh produced by seth rogan not great and uh that did well (laughs) people love it And so they've had a great year, and then they but they need content, right? So their Amazon originals, not so great. All of them, not 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 so great. Some of them, uh, 
buying the catalog of MGM is going to do wonders for them. So they Obviously, the, the rights to the catalog, or did they, they buy bought the and they, they bought, bought the studio? studio. They bought everything. They for bought everything. Multiple what? billion dollars. Four billion, yeah. something like that. Yes. And uh, it doesn't seem like it's that much money. Like I didn't know I wouldn't think MGM is worth that much. I was looking at their catalog. I mean, nostalgia they a, reasons. They have a big catalog, though. They have a huge catalog. I mean, James Bond being the the most notable, I mean not most notable, but one of the most notable picks. But this this has been an interesting week for the conglomerates because in the, the big studios, because you know, here we are living in a, a time where people are screaming Hollywood is dead. Like the Oscars had the worst ratings it's ever had. The yeah, Golden Globes. Yeah, I, I think it's the Golden Globes are canceled this year. <laughs> like this straight up outright canceled. And here we have Amazon saying, no, we will not be deterred. And in fact, we're going to buy the lion and we're going to make this new James Bond movie. So that what does that mean? Actually, anything that was on the books for them this year to be released or otherwise is still in production. Mm-hmm. Everything's still going ahead. Uh, It'll nothing just be released like that. on Amazon Prime now. Yeah, Amazon. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Everyone's hoping for the big studio returns to the theaters. And uh, we're starting to see some evidence that people are obviously going back to theaters and things like that. So on the flip side of doing good business, which Amazon just did, they did great business. They, this is going to increase their revenue. It's going to increase their, their catalog. We just had Warner Media Studio. You and I have discussed this multiple times. I've told you I'm on record saying this, that I will keep my HBO Max subscription as long as I don't have to pay for it. As long as it's tied to AT&T and I don't have to pay for it, I will keep this. So now AT&T is jumping ship after helping to run a company into the ground. <laughs> they are now Which saying we are out. when he should jump ship, by the way. That is the good time to do it. They are, they've essentially, they are pulling out slowly of the Warner Media Studio, formerly known as Warner Brothers, and Discovery Plus is now stepping in. Now, I, there's been a lot of confusion about this acquisition, right? So officially, the last time I checked, it was not a full merger. Discovery acquired 27% of the Warner Media Studio. And it sounds like that, and you're going to love this part, this entire deal was negotiated or hatched on the golf course by three men. Which three men generally pl- where large companies do business. <laughs> three men who decided <laughs> that enough was enough and they were going to come together. They brought in, they're bringing back an old school Hollywood guy to kind of steer the ship on this. I'll get you the names if anyone's interested. No one but cares. No one cares. Keep Here's the crazy the crazy thing about this whole thing, do you know what the best quote out of this whole merger was? No. From the friggin' employees at Warner Media Studio. Because this would officially, I think, be, yeah, this is the second or maybe even third time the company has passed hands. Sure. And they're just like, they're like, well, okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. We're alive for another year. So what does that mean? We did a story once here on Talking With a Dad where we were discussing the potential rumor mill about DC Publications, that's AKA DC Comics being sold off or being purchased by marvel first article to come out of this whole thing the new guy in charge is like yeah there's there's a very good chance we're going to sell and he was very vague in what he meant by that like if he didn't just say we're going to sell dc publications he's like there's a very good chance we're going to sell so it's not looking good over there, but there's also still a good chance that they'll pull this whole thing together. I think if they're really going to take the whole Warner Media Studio thing serious, they're going to have to 
established studios like everyone else is doing. So DC needs its own independent studio. You hire someone to guide and direct that studio, and you make sure that person doesn't overspit. Snyder needs a job. <laughs> I, I honestly would not let that man in the building. He showed up. He's like, I, I can hear his pitch now. I need at least five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was four hours last year, Zach. It was like six the, hours. The, lo- the longer you delay, the longer the movie gets. But that that's the long and short of it, man. So they'll probably be piecing off the company or they'll make one more run at it. I was interested to hear what what are your thoughts? Do you think they piece it off? Or do you think that that Discovery Plus is gonna say, Hey, we want to be able to compete with the Disney's and the uh and the Amazons and the Netflixes? Uh, it depends. It depends what the company wants, right? Does the company want to, you know, try to fix a sinking ship? Then, right. Then you keep it and you move forward, right? Right. Or, you know, you, you piece it off and you make your money where the money is due and you sell DC to Marvel and, you know, you really ruin everyone's day. It depends. I, I don't know. I don't care. This is not a company that I've, that I've invested in at all. Uh, I don't either. I don't even know. I I don't even understand what Discovery Plus is. Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna that. tell me that someone cool bought them, like fucking Bill Gates. Bill Gates uh, bought, uh, bought bought Warner Brothers. You and, can't say uh, you can't say his name anymore in polite space. Why? Because you know the island, the Epstein, the uh, you know, he's a he's a. He's he's treading Bill Cosby waters right now, poor Bill Gates. <laughs> God, I thought you were gonna talk about the people who think he made the vaccine. Oh no, 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 those people. We got an address to I need all those people who believe that to show up for an address that we're gonna put down in the description and we'll we'll take care of everything else once you get there. Don't worry. Don't you worry about it. You won't have to worry about breathing and walking anymore after that. Got it, got it. Okay, so Steve just admitted he wanted to commit a genocide. Got it. No, um, no, 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 not genocide. Relocation program. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so internment no. camps. No, but here's the thing. You're right. Like, so what are they going to do? But the thing is, they're probably going to sell this thing. I, I could have sworn Netflix was going to step in here and make an offer. But freaking Discovery Plus, I didn't know where the guy. Who you even, even is see. Discovery Plus? <laughs> Discovery Plus is that guy that was fighting on the card the other night, and we kept trying to figure out who he was, and he performed the exact way I thought he was going to perform. <laughs> That's who Discovery Jockery Plus got his arm snapped on the prelims. So that guy, I don't even remember your name, can get beat up by another guy who I can't remember his name. That is disrespectful to Jacare in many ways. Oh, man, not, not just the way his he, arm got snapped. God, that was gross. Not, not the way he should have gone up. But you know what? Shout out to Jacare. And, and then long as, the guy was yeah. still in the hospital, and they cut him. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they sent him the letter that day. <laughs> hey, Dude, he was uh, like, "Wow, the UFC is really taking care of me. This has been fantastic." <laughs> and the next day, and they're like, "Jacare, who? <laughs> Get him out of the hospital." Sewaza? <laughs> Sachi Chong? His name is Ronald? Get him out of here. Listen, I, I'm just happy <laughs> that the news cycle is starting to pick up again. I was happy that we actually had three topics to discuss today. Man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be real. I was, you know, after 100 episodes, and, you know, welcome officially, Zach, to season two of Talking with a Dad. So here's the hoping that aliens actually come 
right? Couple of days. <laughs> Couple of days. Uh, have you seen any of the footage of the uh, descending UFO into the going water? into the water? Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, interesting stuff. Did you see the footage of Obama saying, like, yeah, there is information uh, about unidentified flying objects? Where- I don't believe that that guy even exists. You don't believe that Obama exists? Correct. You, wait, what do you think? He's like a hologram or something? Yes. <laughs> Does Michelle He, he died on the exact same day that Alvaro, Alvaro uh, Levine died, and they replaced her. So I don't know. They could have replaced him, too. Uh, the pop punk singer? Yeah. Who actually has a beautiful voice, by You've the way. Never, she, wait, have you never heard this conspiracy? No. That the original Avril Levine, I think it's Avril Levine, died, and then they replaced her with someone else? No, I've heard the theory that there's a movie that Sinbad plays a genie and no one can find this movie. Yeah, that's a that's a, a Mandela, a Mandela effect. effect. Yeah, yeah, ask Shane about the Avril Levine thing. He knows oddly a lot about it. I, I sounds terrible. I literally got a cold <laughs> chill up my back when you said that. I'm not asking. Yeah, that's a legitimate that. conspiracy that people think happened. Sounds like we're going to be delving into conspiracies next week, folks. Make oh, sure aliens you- is next week. <laughs> Not a conspiracy theory anymore because it's now been declassified. No, it is a regular theory. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pervasive theory. (laughs) You don't have to be crazy to think that aliens exist anymore because it's true. When they're dissecting me, I'm going to look one of those gray bastards right in the eye and I'm like, you're not fucking real. (laughs) He's pulling my titties out. You know, you're dead. (laughs) What was that sound you just made? That's, you know? that's exactly how I think aliens communicate. Because I would imagine well, that, that an alien form doesn't communicate with English. <laughs> no, well, I mean, what about the hand part? Is that like... Well, I don't know what their hands look like either. <laughs> They're all just doing Jerry Seinfeld hand signals. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. That, tell the people where the hell they can find us. <laughs> Everywhere that people look for people. Other than your local I mall, I don't believe we're on Apple Music anymore because I believe that the stream the the podcasting uh, platform that we use they had a falling out with Apple. Surprisingly enough, so if you're looking for us there, well, good luck. <laughs> uh, use Spotify. Amen. It's a program that I don't use because I don't like it, but you use it and find us on there. Uh, yeah, podcast. anywhere. Yeah, anywhere you can look anywhere your favorite podcasting app is, other than Apple, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, any of your favorite social media platforms. Talking with a dad, all one word. Uh, you'll find us. Thanks for listening. This is episode one o 